Hello, I'm Jahan Colbreth, and welcome to Chia's podcast series on accreditation from the perspective of creditors. In this series, members of the Chia Accreditation Advisory Committee will discuss issues of importance to accrediting organizations and accredited colleges and universities. These presentations are in their own words and reflect the accreditors' views. And now, Joseph Vibert, the Executive Director of Association of Specialized and Professional Accreditors, ASPA. Hello, my name is Joseph Vibert. I'm the Executive Director of the Association of Specialized and Professional Accreditors. I want to talk to you uh, today about some of the good things that ASPA does for its members. The association has been in existence for almost 30 years now, and our primary goals are to advocate on behalf of programmatic accreditors in this country, and also to promote and encourage our members to always be making their accreditation practices better. And we have programming that's designed to do that. We have 61 programmatic accreditation members. There are the majority is uh, our agencies in the healthcare fields. But if you think of any profession, we probably will have the accreditor uh, for education in that profession as a member. We, we like to joke that we go from birth to death. We have the midwives and we have the funeral service people. We are known for our networking that we provide for our members and our members can easily get in touch with one another. Uh, we have two annual conferences. We have a private e-list that members can pose questions to the list and uh, members are very collaborative. So sharing of information and the networking piece is what one of our members consider to be one of the major benefits of being a member of ASPA. We keep up to date with what's going on in the world of higher education and accreditation and make sure that our members are made aware of anything that's important that could affect their work in accreditation. We look at Higher Education Act, which may not happen anytime soon, but uh, we will offer positions and um, recommendations in those areas as well whenever CHIA makes updates to its policies and procedures and, and requirements re related to recognition of accreditors, uh, we will make pro and provide commentary on those. We're represented at various stakeholder meetings. We look at good practices in general. Some of the reports that we've done over the years that have been made available to both the public and to our members include reports on the public information practices of programmatic accreditors. That's something that is important in this day of uh, accountability. And other reports that we've done is, have been the standards review process in terms of what goes into making sure that accreditation standards stay up to date and state of the art. And um, that allows the public to see that accreditors are uh, paying attention in these areas and it also gives other accreditors information about how they can compare what other accreditors are doing to compare to their own processes. Uh, another couple of reports, we've looked at competency assessment and how accreditors ensure that programs are assessing the competencies of students in their programs. And we've also looked at employer engagement. How do credit accreditors 
incorporate employers into the accreditation process and what kind of requirements do accreditors have for programs to be interacting with employers because that's a very important piece. Uh, we want students who complete accredited programs to be able to uh, be prepared properly for the workforce. We have two annual conferences which are open to anyone who wants to attend. So we also support accreditors who aren't members of ASPA. They're more than welcome to attend our conferences. And the conferences are designed to talk about good practices in accreditation. And we can look at things like standards review. How do site visitors get trained? How do boards ensure that they're making consistent accreditation decisions? We've talked about diversity, equity, inclusion, which is very important these days. We've looked at how students are involved in the accreditation process. Um, we also tend to look at some area of risk uh, with regards to the accreditation process. Accreditors do get sued. And so we've looked at various aspects of the accreditation function that could be subject to problems and, and, and liable and uh, anything like that. And we typically bring in uh, a, a lawyer with accreditation expertise to um, provide guidance for our members in, in a variety of areas. And we look at supporting our members in terms of how they provide support to the programs that they accredit. And that would run the, the range from a new program applying to be accredited for the first time how the program can maintain itself in compliance with the accreditor standards, and then how the program can then uh, reapply when it's time for renewal of their accreditation status. So that's essentially what I wanted. I just want to make sure that people out there know that um, there is this, this association. We're the only association for specializing professional accreditors in the US. And a lot of good things are available to, to members and to non-members if you attend our conferences. We also provide as membership benefits that aren't available to the public. We've, we've provided some diversity, equity, and inclusion resources. We've, we have risk management resources and some other pieces, again, that are available just, just, to, uh, just to our members. So I'd just like to thank you very much for um, allowing me to talk to you today. Thank you for this thoughtful presentation. And we thank the members of the CHIA Accreditation Advisory Committee for their participation in the podcast series and their support for CHIA. Look for another in CHIA podcast series soon. These podcasts are another way CHIA informs members and the accreditation community.